I'm here to bring you some joy to your day. Now, if you're ready for some fun, get ready, because I'm going to rap into you till the sun come up. <laughs> oh, rapper, I am not. Hey, how y'all doing out there? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house. How y'all doing today? It's a wonderful, beautiful Monday. Aren't you glad you're here? <laughs> I know I'm glad you're here. Oh, man, what a wonderful, wonderful weekend it was, has been, shall be, and all the above. All right, so, you know, this is that week where many people celebrate that thing they call Thanksgiving, and I'm happy for you, okay? All right, so, what we got? Man, we got a, a couple of things we're going to be talking about today. You know, and, and it's interesting because I really... You know, all week I was thinking, what am I going to talk about on Monday? What am I going to talk about on Monday for the show Monday? And I was drawing blanks. I was drawing, I mean, serious blanks. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, man, am I even going to have a show? Then, pop, ideas started popping in my head. Uh, and this is interesting one, too. Um, Mr. Cornell Alexander down in Detroit, Michigan. We're going to talk about him a little bit. Um, it's an old story, but <laughs> oh no, it's an old story, man. But it's still the same thing going on. Uh, he supposedly owed thirty thousand dollars worth of back child support, and the state of Michigan want him to pay it up, but the kid is not here. Even proven by DNA, is not here. So that's interesting. Um, <laughs> oh man, man, I, I can just see the conversation going on with that. Um, let's see. Y'all remember Clock Boy? I know y'all remember Clock Boy. You know the one in uh, Texas that uh, made this homemade clock ball at school and teacher called the police because they thought it was a bomb. And so, you know, he got all the notoriety. Got to go to the White House and all these different places. Then his family decided, well, we're gonna move to the United Arab Emirates. You know where we feel more comfortable, right? So okay, good. That's over with. But come to find out, his parents have filed a suit asking for $15 million in compensation and a written apology from the city's mayor and police chief said he was a victim of Islamophobia. Now, <laughs> only thing I can say is, man, is this not taking taking advantage of a situation or what? Uh this is crazy. I don't see how in the world he they expect him to get $15 million. I, I don't. Yeah, it was unfortunate that he had to go through the situation that he did. But in all honesty, if you looked at it, it did seem to be a clock. I mean, a, a, a bomb because of the case he was carried in. So I don't see any um, legal justification for this. Maybe it's just something to get more notoriety. I don't know. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about, about Israel. And here's my question. And I, has anyone noticed why that um, ISIS, ISIL, and all these Arcadia, none of them have attacked Israel? They've attacked everybody else, but they haven't attacked Israel. Why is that? Something just make you go, hmm. So those are some of the things we'll be talking about today on the show. And, of course, I, I know you have some great, great um, 
input on all those topics. Uh, we got a couple of clips we're going to play um, to set up the story, a couple of the stories. And um, if we have time, we're going to talk about this currency that's going on in Kenya called M-Pesa. And it's a very interesting. It's called mobile currency because it's no paper. You know, it's all just electronically back and forth. And apparently it's making life um, for some Kenyans a whole lot better um, than um, what it have been depending on, you know, the, 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 the normal currency, I guess you should say, you know, with the dollars and the, I forgot what their their things were, but yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that as well, and those and plus whatever else you may come on. We two two and a half hours to talk, so it is what it is. <laughs> oh, I love you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, all right. So let's get to the get to. Um, today's um is Monday. It's Monday. Aren't you glad you're here? Um, to join the conversation today, you can just dial, like always, 347-838-8622. Email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. There's also the show's website, um, www.ericlesstalk.com. And there's the chat room, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Those are all the ways that... Um, you can participate in the show, and I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. And everybody be listening out there that I cannot see. Um, thank you for joining in, and even those that will be listening later on, um, in the archives. Thank you as well. Thank you as well. Um, <laughs> what in the world is that? Um, so those are always um, those are what we gonna be uh, doing today, and uh, I'm glad to hear you. I'm glad that you're here with me. Uh, let's see. In the chat room, we got the Boo One, Notice Carcia, and Guest Eight Zero Eight. Thank y'all for joining us. I'm glad you're here. Um, also, we have um, on the switchboards. Uh, let's see. We got Mr. Michigan. Is that Mr. Erico Two O Nine, JC, and my dear, dearest friend, Sister Ngoni. So, thank y'all for joining us. And, and um, I'm glad you're here, man. I really am. I love your support, and I do appreciate it. I really do. All right, so it's time for the song of the day. And, man, I got a good one for you today. Bishop Bullwinkle. I know some of y'all probably heard this, man. I love this cat. You know, yeah, I heard this song, and I couldn't do nothing but laugh. <laughs> because even though it, it, it's, it's kind of a, Humorous, it's true, <laughs> and I think that what makes it so funny. Um, it's true, and to have this man sit up there and make a song about it is really, really courageous. I think, and he has more. That's the that's the crazy part about it. He has more songs like this. So, <laughs> without further ado, man, I'm breaking to y'all today. Bishop Bullwinkle and hell to the now, now, now. My name is Bishop Bullwagger, from the church house, nothing but the truth. Deacon Kyle, Deacon George, Deacon Clay, open the door, let them in, turn them loose. Turn them loose. Sister Adam, Sister Ruth, y'all us to make sure everybody get a seat. Sister Lily, man, go in the kitchen, when I get through, I need something to eat. Come on, come on. 
Give me collard greens and cornbread rice Chicken breast, oxtails on the side Deacon Tim, get my bitch the car ready When I get through some sisters wanna ride Come on, come on Sister devil, sister loves in the choir Come on, set the church on fire Yeah Sister Green, brother, books count the money The church bill's getting kinda high when y'all count the money, count the money, be sure to tell the church what you raise. All right, all right. We all gonna need a blessing, but now we got to, got to give God some praise. Give it up, give it up. Some there's an old saying, when the praise go up, God bless is coming down. I got people in the church that they still, they still messing around. Yeah. And they don't hold all week, smoke good weed, even drink some good old gin. What you hey. Got the preaching hollering every Sunday morning. Can I, can I get an amen? Come on, come on. Brother, run and give me two for other six. Night your ice. Make sure that it's cold. Make sure it's cold. I got the teeth this morning. Gotta try to touch some somebody's soul. Come on, come on. Bro. See, this is the church. The way we tell it, where we tell it, just, just like it is. Tell it just like it is. Y'all need to get your life together. Fish a bull when the show getting healed. I got people in the church talking about they don't like the things that I'm saying. They the dive as Christian in the closet. They one need to be praying. God nerd to point a finger at me, three finger pointing back at them. Tell them about it. Sitting down in the church house, don't even know the words to the hymn. Come on, come on, brother. Y'all talk about me, I know I'm sure gonna talk about you. What's good for the gander ought to be good for the goose, too. Come on, come on with it. Every Sunday morning, about a quarter, about a half past ten. Look out, look out. Got the baggers, got the bull daggers. They got the hoes comes rolling in. They need some help, too. They down at the altar, confessing, confessing their sin. Yeah. <laughs> when you see them on Monday night, they doing the same thing again. Deacon Van pulled my grape juice. Make sure that it's a double shot. <laughs> Got sisters praying for the mailman, praying, praying for the drop. I got people in the church hat. They hugging you, saying they love you to death. By the time you get home, they on the telephone and talking about the breath. I ain't gonna preach long. I ain't gonna take the service far. My sermon this morning call hell to the no, no. I got kids dropping out of school, talking about they don't need to learn. That's a fight. They standing on the corner, rolling blunts, talking about, come on, let's burn. They walking up and down the street, got the pants hanging down by their knees. Take a look. Talking about that they're looking for a job. When I see them, I say, nigga, please. Yeah. Oh, they ever talk about, brag about who got to buy the biggest, baddest gun. But when they see the copper with the bubble top and dropping the glock, they want to run. Uh-oh. But now they got caught up hot. Police got them in the county jail. Talk to them. I heard the mama cry last night. She can't get money for the bill. Now you're mad with your homeboys because they didn't put the money in your commissary. Talk hey, kind of glad you in the jailhouse. 
show headed for the cemetery. You had a sorry lawyer, huh? For your case looked like you couldn't have been that Yeah. But since you made your bed, huh, brother, man, go, go, lay down, get in it. See, there's an old saying that a hard head to make a soft behind. And since you did your crime, go on and do the time, brother, man, stop lying. Come on, come on. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Isn't that crazy? 
not only has it been proven, but the the reason why <laughs> you know what I'm not gonna say anymore what I'm doing I'm gonna play this clip let it explain it to you then we're gonna come back and have a conversation on this thing right here because this goes just goes to show that the system is not set up for the child for the woman or for the man all right <laughs> it's not set up that way it's set up just to make money it's a money. Uh, uh, scheme. That's what it's a Ponzi scheme. That's what I call it. Uh, but it's very interesting. And this is not the only case. There's another case in Tennessee, actually. Um, I read where the state trying to get this guy to pay 20 years um, child support, but his child been dead for 20 years. I, I'm not. I'm not figuring this out. I'm not understanding what's really going on here. But. I'm not going to say too much more right now. What we're going to do, we're going to go and play this clip, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about it. Hello, everyone. This is T with SayItInLove.com. This clip that I'm about to show you should further let us know that black people, especially black men, have no rights here in the United States. And it should also let us know that buying Jordans shouldn't be our priority and issues like this one in this clip should be the priority. Take a look at this clip and I'll be back to give some comments. Arnell Alexander is a wanted man tonight. The state of Michigan is demanding he pay thousands of dollars or go to prison. And it's all because of a child support case that has spiraled out of control. And as 7 Action News reporter Kim Russell reports, it's a case with a bizarre twist because everybody agrees the kid is not his. I feel like I'm standing in front of a brick wall with nowhere to go. Carnell Alexander is forever haunted by the big news he got in 1991 during a traffic stop in Detroit. You're a deadbeat dad, the cop said. You're a wanted man. You're coming with me. I knew I didn't have a child, so I, I was kind of blown back. Blown back and locked up. Carnell was arrested for failing to pay almost $70,000 in child support. The state said he fathered a child in 1987 and had ignored a court order to pay up. It was the first Carnell had heard of it. And when you were telling them in court... That it was not my child. He told me it was too late to get a DNA. But he did anyway, and the test proved Carnell was not the dad. Still, a judge was unmoved. She told me that regardless to the fact of what the DNA say, because I didn't contact her 24 years ago, it's going to stick. Case closed. i got to pay for the baby. What the court focused on was this. Records show Carnell ignored a court order of the paternity case in the late 1980s, Action News pieced that chain of events together. Here's what we found. The state then sent a process server to Carnell's dad's house in Highland Park. The process server was supposed to deliver to Carnell this summons. The process server then signed this summons saying that Carnell was delivered it but refused to sign it. I wasn't there, so I couldn't refuse to sign. Indeed, records show Carnell had been arrested as a young man and was locked up when the process server came to the house. I had no knowledge that I had a child support case pending against me. As for why there was a case at all, someone had put Carnell's name on an application for welfare benefits, an ex who was in a jam when her baby was born. I had to turn to welfare to get assistance to take care of them, and I had to put him down as the father. That was the only way I could get assistance. While she doesn't want to show her face, this woman is now fighting to help Carnell. Everything is my fault that I put him through. Do you think that he should have to pay this money? No. He shouldn't have to pay it at all. want everything to go away for him so he can go on with his life. We still know it's not my child. Let's 
do what we need to do what's right. A few months ago, a judge did erase the debt that Carnell owed that mom of the kid that's not his, but not the debt owed to the state, $30,000 for welfare benefits paid over the years. He says he's going to keep fighting until all of the debt is erased. Kim Russell, 7 Action News. Mr. Carnell Alexander told the reporter uh, that he only had an eighth grade education and he could not hold down a, a legitimate job for quite some time. That's the reason why he could not afford an attorney. That's in the written article. Now, this lets me know that we really need to educate ourselves so we're not taken advantage of. And we need formal education, common sense, as well as some street knowledge so that way we can use all three. Because the justice system took advantage of this man. Mr. Alexander goes on to say that he tried to petition the court to find out where uh, the lady was and try to find out who was making this claim against him as far as this uh, having his child because he was trying to get a DNA test. The court would not uh, grant his request. He ended up running into someone that knew the lady. They put him in contact with her. They went and got the DNA test. And of course, as in the clip, they said, you know, he paid for the DNA test, took it back to the court. The court said, nope, sorry, you're still financially responsible for this child, which to me is wrong and should be illegal. Even here in Texas, there was a story in uh, Houston several months ago where another black man was uh, in trouble with legally, where a woman said he fathered a child, and it comes to find out that it's not his. He took a DNA test, and the courts are still, uh, you know, saying he owes money, and Texas has passed a law uh, to make sure this doesn't happen, but the unfortunate thing is the law here in Texas doesn't retroactively go back and help these brothers where they're providing results as far as DNA tests, it's not helping them. They're still obligated to pay child support and face the courts. To me, that's just unjust. And I know that this is the way they want the system to work. It's not broken. It's just they don't want it to work for us. Several different questions come to mind. One being, why is this lady all of a sudden uh, so gun-ho about trying to clear Mr. Alexander's name currently, but before he seeked her out, she was nowhere to be found trying to clear this man's name. Also, why is the government not holding her responsible for paying restitution to them versus him paying that $30,000 back? He's already shown documentation that the kid is not his. And if you read the written article, it tells you that the biological father of this lady's child is actually currently in the child's life. So at what point did she find out who the father was and why didn't she come ahead sooner? She just cleared all this up. She should be held uh, financially responsible, and if she lied, isn't that not fraud? Shouldn't she be held responsible for fraudulent uh, activity as well? Issues like this should always matter and be more important than us buying Nike Air Jordans and making uh, Jordan rich when he doesn't speak on our issues, and Nike is not. All right, all right. He goes on to talk about Nike ain't helping, da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, so now you have the gist of the case. <laughs> now, I, and I, I have to agree with the young man that was speaking. Why hasn't she been charged or uh, made to pay back that $30,000 in welfare benefits? Why hasn't she? Why are they uh, steady attacking this guy right here? He paid... 
you know, it's sad. And I'm going to tell y'all a story. Because I, um, I, I understand what this guy went through, is going through or has gone through. And because I was served with some um, child support papers also one time, paternity papers. And I already knew the child wasn't mine, okay? It, it was, there was no doubt about it. And, you know, I had to go to court, what have you. And, <laughs> you know, the attorney would talk to me and say, what you want to do? And I said, well, that's simple. Let's go on and do DNA test. Let's do it. You know, now, I don't know why. I mean, and, and the, the, the child at the time that I received these papers were, was 10 years old. Okay? The child was 10, year old, 10 years old. So, regardless, had DNA um, done and came back. Child wasn't mine, which there was no doubt about it. I already knew it wasn't mine. Um, however, I, I, I can understand what this guy is going through. I mean, and I knew the mother, so I called the mother and said, what, what, what was this all about? And basically, it was the same thing that this young lady said here on, on, the, um, on, the, on the clip. Well, I needed some help. And I went and filed for some benefits, and I had to name somebody as the father. So I just put your name down. Isn't that wrong, y'all? Isn't that really wrong? That's fraud, isn't it? That's I let's let's really look at it <laughs> under this so-called system that of justice. Isn't that wrong? That's wrong. And instead of the system taking a step back and looking and saying, okay, okay, we need to stop this and start prosecuting those those individuals that, that are making these false claims, they go ahead and try and stick it to you anyway. I, I mean, I, I, this is just crazy. It really is. Why hasn't the process server that supposedly said he delivered it, why hasn't he been charged with anything? He lied. Right? He lied. Oh, yeah, the judge is, was a, is a white woman in this case also. And for, as I mentioned before, for some reason, he continues to go back and see the same judge every time. I don't know if that plays a big part in it or not. I'll let y'all decide that. But, you know, it, it's, it's just crazy. And they're steady going after this guy right here when he's the one who hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> he hasn't done anything wrong. He has proven that the child isn't his, and then for her to have the biological father actually living with her and keep, and nothing has been uh, that goes to show y'all this system is not for us. It's not. It's not for us whatsoever. Never have been. Never will be. This is just crazy, crazy, crazy. In the words of Bishop Bo, when you hell to the no, no, to the no, no, no. And I don't blame this man. It, it, you know, I, if, I got to, if he has to fight this until he, he, his last breath, I would. And I, I'm glad there's a young um, female black attorney that's um, helping him now uh, get, try and get this straight. Because this is just wrong. I mean, we've had many shows here uh, about the welfare, where, how the welfare system works, how CPS works, and it's all about the dollars. 
That's all it is. It's all about the dollars. It's not about the child. It's not about the mother. Hell, actually, I think any mother who's receiving benefits of child support, anytime they decide they want to go and ask for an increase in child support, they need to produce some receipts. I, I really think they need to re- produce some receipts. And here's why. Because a lot of these jokers are out here. They're dressing like they're there. <laughs> <laughs> like they're fashion models and the kids running around here in, in second second hand clothing. But yet as soon as they find out that the father has um maybe gotten a raise, the first thing they want to do is run back to court and say, Well, I want more money. So let's let's be fair about this. As fair as we can be dealing considering the system that we're dealing with, okay? Let's hold their feet to fire. Let's make them produce some receipts showing why do you feel like you need more money. Show me where you're spending all this money on this child. Now, I know some of y'all are going to say, well, you got to think about the food and, and the electricity. and Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Bet you do. And I think that is the the the, the rhetoric that keep that keeps so many men caught up in this this bind here that that is unnecessary. Of course, these are my opinions. Now, I must have said these are my opinions. I heard what it is. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Chairman, we got that is how they like it. The man versus the woman. Yeah, I guess. Yes, it's wrong. However, the state is not the real party of interest. Number seventeen. So now what? Your rationality, the rational. You you're right. We do have rights. We have duties. Okay. All right. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So I don't know what we're gonna do about that, y'all. We we need to do something. I hope this guy gets it gets it right because gets it together because this is just downright wrong. It's wrong, you know. So if y'all got anybody out there that that's, that's you know, I just seen these 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 women out here, and, and hey, tell them wrap it up, wrap it up. Don't don't listen to the I, I birth controls or I take the morning after pill. Wrap it up. <laughs> That's all I can say. Wrap it up, because <laughs> man, the system is not nice. It's it's really not nice. And there's we have plenty of examples on a daily basis. On a daily basis, we have plenty examples of just how not right the system is. All right, okay, enough of that. Enough of that. I know y'all talk about that. But before I do, y'all know why I, I find story so interesting. You know, there's a um, uh, um, home homeowners association down in Destin, Florida, where the homeowners association, if you have a pet, are requiring the pets, the pet owners, to have their dog have a DNA sample taken <laughs> of the dog. So just in case the dog poops on somebody else's grass and you don't, they don't pick it up. They, they tell who dog it was and prosecute them. Yeah, I said I know. He said what? Yeah, Destin, Florida. 
That's about 90 miles, what, southwest of Pensacola, I think. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Now, they're willing to do that for dogs, but who <laughs> paid for his own DNA to say, that's not my child. We're not my child. I've never owed anything for women. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And women sitting there talking like she all innocent. Well, yeah, I don't want her. Where were you at when he was going through it in the beginning? Collecting welfare. That's right. Let's be honest. That's what she was doing. She was getting, she was collecting those, the, that, 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 those, those food stamps or the EPT card, whatever they call it these days. You know, that's, that was wrong. That's just wrong. All right. Switching gears because y'all don't want to talk about this. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm going to talk about it. That's what we're going to do. Let's talk about this country they called Israel. Israel. In other words, is we real? Something's going on, y'all, and it's not. It's a very, 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 very crooked thing that's going on. You know, not too long ago, we we had a conversation here so about Netanyahu, who came over here. Number one, disrespected the president of the United States. Number two, stood there and talked to Congress about the threats they felt about um, Iran um, having become nuclear capable. Y'all remember that? Yeah, I know y'all do. Now, uh, before we get into Iran, let's get into Marco Rubio first. Now, Marco Rubio is a very interesting guy. (laughs) Marco Rubio said if he's elected president, he is going to ensure that American forces would inflict high-profile current high-profile current event humiliating defeats on Islamic State jihadists. What? How does he plan to do this? Well, he's going to provide um, aid to to the the, the Sunnis, Sunni rebels, and he's going to put. Troops on the ground to help aid and assist, and we're gonna and under his leadership, we will defeat Islamic State jihadists. Now, where has Marco Rubio been, y'all? Where has he been? And it's the reason why I'm why I'm asking that question. Number one, haven't we done that already? Haven't hasn't that been done? Hasn't the Sunnis, the the, the 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 Kurds, and all them proven that when it comes down to to, to uh, um, shooting or being shot, they're running? Hasn't that been done already? What is the rhetoric this man is talking about? See, some and I don't really understand. I don't understand why they even up there running. I I don't. The same policies and philosophies and theories and opinions that they say are so wrong are the same things they keep saying they're going to do. When is it, I mean, so what is the, what is the, what's so different about how he, he's going to do it? Is he going to place more boots on the ground? 
Is he going to just nuke everybody in the area and be done with it? Huh? <laughs> what is he going to do? The same thing he's talking about he's going to do has already been done. And we still are in the same shape that we were, we've been in before. That's the, you know, I, and... Oh man, you know I, I I listen to this and I read it and I be like, man, I I know my my listeners are just too smart for me to be talking about this stuff, but I think sometimes we have to to bring it out and let it be known. This the kind of mindset that we're dealing with. It is. It's not a news mindset for sure. It's not new. It's the same old mess we have been dealing with. But then again, nobody wants to admit that. <laughs> no, why it's not going to work? Because we got a lot to read the ones who are doing it. <laughs> he wants to include U.S. ground troops to support a coalition led by Sunni nations. Are you kidding me? That's been done done. We're no closer to men than we are now. Right? Right. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Anyway, I had to bring that out. Now, let's get the Israel. Have y'all anyone wondered, you know, we hear about all these attacks over in the Middle East. All these attacks, there's a lot of mistake is performing against all these people. Have you noticed they haven't attacked Israel? Have you noticed? I mean, why hasn't haven't they attacked Israel? Why not? Shouldn't that raise a bring a raise a flag, some kind of flag that uh, something is wrong? <laughs> Boy, is there something wrong? But you know what? It's all good. Let me go on and uh, um, play this other clip here real fast. It's only about two minutes. And then we're going to come back because this is a Marine. Uh, and he's going to tell you exactly what happened in Paris. Like we always say, everything is not as they seem. They want us to believe it is, but sometimes it's just not. You know, you get to listening to uh, um, all these great news media outlets that, you know, tell you, oh, this, 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 this. And you know, and all it is is raising the fear factor once again. Have you noticed how anytime it gets close to a, a big holiday or celebration, there's always a, a mass uh, hysteria, hysteria going on? Either there's mass shootings in the United States or all of a sudden there's a whole lot of uh, bombings and hostage taking overseas. and There's a pattern to this. There is. There's a pattern. It's not. It's not anything that that <laughs> that you can't put together. You know, <laughs> not anything that you cannot put together. <laughs> but anyway, that's 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 real real good. All right, so 
let's go on to play this clip real fast. And we go back. We're gonna talk about this. I'm sure this is gonna take a while because I, I want to take this real slow. Cause we need to talk about Israel. Well, joining us right. uh, for the analytical part of this live coverage, we have Ken O'Keefe, former U.S. Marine, who joins us in the studios. And Ken O'Keefe, I'll start with you. Uh, this should, I would think, be a warning signal to some of the countries supporting the terrorists in the war in Syria, in particular the U.S., Turkey, and Saudi Arabia. Yes, well, I hope actually that it's even more of a wake-up call for us to realize that we are ISIS, that the Western governments that are in bed with Saudi Arabia, who is the primary funder of ISIS, along with Qatar and other Gulf states, we not only provide the political cover and military assistance to Saudi Arabia while it slaughters innocent people in Yemen, but we also provide the cover for them to go ahead and do their dirty dealing with these psychopaths who are running around Syria and other parts of the world as well, Iraq. Let us remember that before the United States invaded Iraq, there was no al-Qaeda in Iraq. Look at it today. Let us also remember that when uh, Gaddafi was in power in Libya, there was very little al-Qaeda. And in fact, now we look at it, and it's an absolute basket case full of these operatives. And we look to Syria as well as yet another example of where these problems were actually quite under control in terms of al-Qaeda. In fact, Bashar al-Assad was assisting the United States. This is all on record in a very meaningful way. In fact, many of the tortures that were being carried out were being done by Bashar al-Assad, or at least his regime, in order to extract information from people that we were supposedly fighting. I believe that it is beyond any doubt for any sensible person to realize that not only is the United States providing the financial cover, military cover, political cover for these terrorists through our proxies, but we've also, in pure technical sense, provided the training for these people in Jordan and Turkey, another one of our best friends, has been shuttling these psychopaths across the country from Turkey into Syria for a long time now. So, the idea that the West is actually fighting a war against ISIS is beyond ridiculous. So what we really need to do is start realizing the fact that we are ISIS, and the reason why our corrupt, treasonous governments are carrying out these policies is because they do not represent us, they represent the bankers, and the bankers make a hell of a lot of money off of war, and more importantly, as long as we're all fighting each other, as long as we're all not trusting each other, as long as we're all simply being played as pawns over and over, then they can maintain this tyrannical system of never-ending war. So this is really the wake-up call. What has happened in Paris is us. We are responsible through our corrupt governments for all of these policies, and even if these individuals who carried this out are not directly working for Mossad, CIA, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, all the same thing, even if they did this organically of their own volition, believe me, that is exactly what our so-called governments want. That is what the policy that we've been fostering over and over. And quite frankly, if we're to look at ISIS, ISIS stands for Israeli Secret Intelligence Service. They never attack Israel, and that in itself also tells you a lot about who these individuals are. <laughs> Did y'all get the last part, man? Did you get the last part? Huh? ISIS is Israeli <laughs> Secret Intelligence <laughs> Service. Oh, my, my, my. Did y'all get that? Did you get it? Do you understand it now? And you know what? My sister, and she says it all the time, and we say it all the time, and there's too many people saying it for it not to be true. Only people that's really happy about war is bankers. Because they're the ones making all the money. The bankers making the money. So, if ISIS is really the Israeli 
secret intelligence service. That explains why they never attacked Israel, huh? <laughs> what do y'all think about that? Huh? What do y'all think about that? I, I think it's very interesting. Now, check this out, though. Check this out. Um, in an article by Brandon Tuberville, um, he, he, wow, he went in on out about Israel. Um, here's something out of the article he wrote. Yet for all of Israel's whining about how it is being targeted by Islamic extremists and terrorists, which should be translated to mean Palestinians, Iran, or other secular or nationalist Arab governments in the region, there is a curious and deafening silence when it is confronted with actual terrorists and Muslim fanatics such as ISIS, Al-Nusra, and the myriad of other fundamentalist groups waging jihad in Sierra, I mean in Syria <laughs> and Iraq. Um, these same terrorist groups do not launch coordinated military attacks. Coordinated military attacks in Tel Aviv. They launch them in Damascus and Mosul. Cities belonging to secular nations seen by Israel as the enemy. Uh, so why do these groups wage jihad against Israel's enemies, but not against Israel itself? Well, uh, Nabil Naeem, the former al-Qaeda commander who recently gave an interview to al-Madin, where he stated that these organizations of Islamic terror were in fact... All right, y'all get ready for this. We're, in fact, controlled by the CIA. Naeem stated in regards to Islam, Islam Hatitu. Uh, let's see. For instance, Islam Hatitu, head of the Muslim Brotherhood, responsible for leading the battles against Bashar Assad. <laughs> Where does he reside? Is he in Beirut, Riyadh, or Cairo? He's in Tel Aviv. That's right. He's living right there, man, right there. Um, see, what else did it say? Um, that Israel, along with its cohorts in the West, the United States and Europe, are not victims of Islamic terror. They are sponsors of it. Um, from providing medical aid, military training, and outright military assistance, the so-called State of Israel has been a much better friend to Muslim terrorists than any of the regimes it claims as its enemies. Israel has been providing wounded Syrian rebels with medical treatment inside Israel so that they can continue the jihad against the secular government of Bashar al-Assad. And there's one more thing, then we're going to... Um, hey, lines open. I, I see you. I got you. Here's one, one more thing. Um, let's see. UN Blue Helmets. Y'all know who those fuck are. Them, them guys you always see on television that never shoot at anybody, just walk around. They're supposed to be peacekeepers. Um, are responsible for monitoring the decades-old ceasefire report observing armed opposition groups, transferring 89 wounded persons from Syrian territory into Israel, where they were received by members of the Israel Defense Forces, according to the report. All right, the, uh, <laughs> Wow. The IDF returned 21 Syrians to armed opposition members back in Syria, including the bodies of two who died. You know, 
I, I, I can't say anything else. Let me open up the phone lines here. Okay, my beautiful, beautiful sister. Welcome to the show, Sister Ngoni. How are you? Sister Ngoni, are you there? Okay, oh, I'm got... sorry. I had myself muted. <laughs> I was about to say, okay, she she needs to unmute herself. And how are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm laughing. That's always a good day when I'm laughing. <laughs> yes. It, it is infectious. Your laugh is infectious. That's a oh, good thing. That's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know uh-huh. what? First of all, thanks for taking my call. Uh, well, we know, you know, every topic that you've touched on so far goes right along with that image. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it in your email, but if you do, it explains everything. Well, first of all, since you're talking about Israel right now, I'll start there. And then the Balfour Agreement in 1917, you know, was the first when they agreed to set up the state of Israel. And also we know the British Royal Institute of Foreign Affairs created MI6, MI5, Mossad, CIA, KGB, and whatever the Asians have. I don't know the acronyms for theirs, but they all have them. They're all on the same team. Hmm. Okay, because we know that when you read books like, um, uh, what's the name, Albert Pike, Morals and hmm. Dogma, they had a plan for World War One, World War Two, and World War Three all the way back there. So this globalism stuff now is not a new thing. That's their agenda. And they pretty well got it, uh, you know, uh, uh, laid out and implemented. Also in Rio de Janeiro, World Trade Organization Conference 20 years plus ago, it's in the documents that they were going I say, quote, stampede the herd. In other words, cause the movement of people from other countries around the world. That's what this migration, immigration, refugee thing is all about, because it's order out of chaos. Sorcery, okay? They know in order for them to take control and take us back to a feudal state, which is their objective to have them, the haves and the have-nots, that's it, okay, that they have to, one, kill the idea of the nation-state. They have to, two, disrupt cultures. I'll give you a little example. There's a town, and I'm sorry, I apologize, I can't pronounce the name of it, um, but it's here in the United States where is- Islamic uh, people have taken over. It was a community that traditionally had a small number of Polish immigrants that lived there for, you know, several decades. And um, these Muslims came in, and they built a mosque, and they have one of those things where they uh, call to prayer with a loudspeaker starting at 6.30 in the morning, and they do it five times a day. And they've Mm -hmm. now taken over uh, City Hall and, you know, all the government, local government positions, that's Agenda 21 in operation, and they've put out ordinances that there will be no liquor stores within 500 feet of their mosque and all these kind of rules. So that's the class of civilization. It's cultural Marxism. Thank you. I'm done. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cultural Marxism. All right. I like that. (laughs) I'm looking at at, um, um, the, the, the... The image... The image you sent me in my, in, um, my email. And Look I, at it good now. Start at the bottom where the serfs and the pit. You know we're serfs, right? You have to have a license to travel when you're a serf. Right. You have to have a license to get married, all that stuff. So now and peasants, they're the ones that are the ones responsible for providing the food, stuff like that for, you know, all the workers and everything. Now look right. on up there and you'll see. You'll see yourself on there too. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's the structure. And it's not new. It, this is back in feudal days, and it goes all the way back to ancient times. There's nothing new under the sun. They just upgraded the plantation because we can ride around in BMWs and get on airplanes and go live on other continents. We think we all that in a bag of chips. Then you come to find out, well, shit. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Talk. <laughs> you all right? Go ahead. <laughs> I just went from one plantation to the other one. Uh huh. But they're trying to kill the nation state. That's what's going on. That's what all this confusion and false flag, and uh, you know, when I say false flag, people are dying. But you know, in some cases, in some cases like Sandy Hook, they said they didn't know kids died. That was definitely a false flag. That's been proven. Uh, but, you know, like 911, we know people did die, and those airplanes that they're taking down, we know people have died. Well, I can't prove it. I wasn't there, but there seems to be evidence that that's the case. However, um, it all interconnects, and it's all been planned, and they've been talking about it for decades and decades at these meetings. The United Nations is, you know, the uh, the head of it uh, as far as their next step to create regional governments, and if you look in Google – a Jesuit map of North America, you'll see how they carved it up into sections and which Jesuit parish or province controls which section of the United States. It's just, you know, it, it, it. when you see the big picture, all this other stuff, just like you just like shrug your shoulders. <laughs> That's true. And, and, you know, see how, how it's laid out there. And you see it in action. So why is it so hard for us to understand it or, or see, accept that it's going on? We've been conditioned, and from the time you came out of your mother's, down your mother's birth canal, she was already conditioned, so you was getting conditioned in the womb. You know, the ancestors live in the blood, bro. And so you was being conditioned, and when you came out and they slapped you on your little behind, and you had a clean slate, well, they start writing on it. They start telling you what this was, that was, and so then we come under the power of consensus reality, and we have been taught to trust that the adults running things are experts, and they're, they have our good, you know, they they going to take good care of us, and, they, you know, we get t- sent to Sunday school, and, you know, you get taught all about the morals, but they don't teach you that they don't have none, only the morals is for us, okay? And the laws are not for them. They're above the law. The laws are only for us. Us. And the banks are not for us. They're only for them. So, we, you know, they forgot to give us the memo on that part. So they locked us down on the left side of the brain. They give the children all these standardized tests so they can't think. They didn't intend for us to be able to analyze and think critically. They intended for us to just be able to go along, to get along, and trust the white coats to have you on my age. I'm supposed to be on 25 pills, you know, by now, but I ain't on none. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! See, don't be talking about me like that, because unfortunately, I am on some people. <laughs> well, you have a different c- c- circumstance, and I'm not saying that there's no good that medicine does for people. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, since I know that David Rockefeller uh, started the American Medical Association, and since I also know David Rockefeller is an oral baron, and all these pharmaceuticals are oral-based products, connect the dots. That's all you got to do. Some of it does people some good, but most of it ain't no good. But some of it helps. So I'm not saying the medical science doesn't do any good, but mostly they treat symptoms. They don't cure nothing. When's the last time you heard these suckers, Nazi doctors, saying anything about a cure, huh? And they'll sue your behind if you get one and start talking about it in public. You will be threatened with a lawsuit. Mm. 
Don't you know it? <laughs> Don't you know it? Don't you know it? You know, and, and you know another interesting thing, and I, I was looking to see if they were going to mention it too much or any um, over the weekend. You know, they just released five more prisoners from Gitmo and sent them to United Arab Emirates. Probably to be tortured. You think that's what is to be done to them? Absolutely. That's how they get around the laws over here, which they really don't respect anyway, but that's what they've been doing. They've been subcontracting the torture stuff out to other countries. They're little NATO puppets. Mm. And, and they're British fiefdoms, because that's what Saudi Arabia is, a British fiefdom that goes back to Lawrence of Arabia times. Mm. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I never really thought about it like that. I, I really didn't. I think that's why they were sending them out over there. Uh huh. Now you want to talk about that? How about the ten thousand Syrian so-called refugees, quote mercenaries, that arrived in New Orleans, uh, eleven fifteen fifteen, and was dispersed to one hundred eighty uh, different cities, and said that they was going to give them ninety days worth of sustenance, you know, financial aid, so forth, so on, and help them find employment. How about it? We got twenty two percent unemployment in the black community. They're going to help them find some jobs. Where they going to find them at? I, I tell you where they're going to find them at. They're going to put them all working for Mossad, who operates in the United States, by the way, Interpol, CIA, assets, because those are only the jobs there are left in the United States besides service jobs. Security is big business, and so is insurance and banking. Now, that's it. And so they're going to put them to work, and they're going to do some more false flags, and then they're going to say, okay, Donald Trump done told you, and I don't watch that crap, but I just happened to come across a little video where I heard it on InfoWars and then went and listened to the video again where he said, oh, we're going to have to do some things that we've never done before because of the terrorism, and we're going to have to really, we're not going to be able to, you know, have to go by the Constitution. We're going to have to do some things that we've never done before so we can be secure. Well, now you know why they got the MRAPs and the tanks all over, distributed already to the sheriff's departments. They got the police looking like uh, the SS from Second World War, Nazi Germany. They're shooting people down in the streets. No, you know, they're not... Uh, you know, they don't have any weapons or anything. They're stopping, you know, people for nothing. And so that's what this is all about. This is about cultural Marxism. And people laugh when I say that, but there's a world revolution going on. It's been going on. We just didn't know about it until now. Yeah. This is a world revolution, and the the revolution is being uh, implemented on us. Yeah. You know, it's not about ISIS or the, it's not about this terrorist or that terrorist. And I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't already know or your listeners. But the war is on the people of the planet because they openly talk about depopulation. So now, I, you know, I think what we are is uh, like uh, Sybil Edmonds' uh, website is called BoilingFrogs.com. And I think we're the frogs. Mm. And the water's just about at boil. Saying mm. <laughs> the water's just about at boil, huh? Mhm. Yeah, well, interesting that you mentioned those those um those those uh, refugees in New Orleans. Now, as of last week, there was this big, big, big to do about well, how are you gonna vet them? Man, we don't have a system that that's that's able to vet them. You know, really vet them. So 
Hell, I had to go and check that out. Do you know the average vetting time or process the United States takes is two years to vet someone from coming, you know, to bring them overseas? No, I didn't know that, but I'll say this to you, Eric. It doesn't really matter because they already reported that they're they're not reporting back to where they were supposed to be, so they don't even know where they are now. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, but but no, here's my point also. It goes back to a little what you were saying. If it takes two years and they brought these people over, could it possibly be that it was already in the works? Well, yeah, I get your point, but see, again, you're being logical, and you, we were okay. talking about a topic that's not rational nor logical. Uh, it's it's a sham. It's a game that they play. It's theater. It's lies. It's propaganda. It's all of that. So when we try to discuss these things from a logical, rational, moral place, we drive ourselves nuts. These are psychopaths you're talking about, okay? We're never going to understand them. Karl Rove has a quote. He said to a reporter, we are an empire now. We create history, and you'll study what we do. Then we'll make some more history, and you'll keep studying that. How about it? I think that's what's going on. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I've read that one myself. <laughs> it sure seems like it, doesn't it? You know, oh, I think it does, to me anyway. Yeah. They, they're <laughs> <laughs> hey, what y'all got to say out there? Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Join me and Miss Sister Angoni as we talk about uh, Israel right now, or whatever else you want to talk about. We 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 flexible like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But you know, I, and I I just think it's crazy. But you know, listening to that that former Marine, and when he broke it down, I like, I never thought about it like that. I really had that, you know, Israel is not, is not one of those places that are that's attacked, you know, everywhere around it, but they never attack Israel. So, I mean, what he said had a little oomph to it, I must admit. What do you think about that? Well, I think you're correct. Israel hasn't been attacked because Israel is the head of uh how do you say, um, I don't know the right, proper term to describe what they're the head of at this time, but, um, you know, they're the, 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 the known to be the uh, leaders in uh, organ harvesting. And let me see what else. Uh, when I lived in Ghana, they were in control of the international um, communications for Africa for to be able to have the, uh, what is that cable they put up under the ground, the the, the new right. files? You call that? You know what I'm talking about? It goes under the sea and everything to connect the whole globe with uh, communications. Oh. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking I'm, about. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't call the name right now. But they're 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 the leader in in communications and all. Well, guess what? Why wouldn't they be? Huh? They they're the leader in the spy network too. How about that? Hmm. And they've been genociding them poor Palestinians over there for 40 years. And I'm sorry that my people, I'm, okay, can I, can I be free here? Yeah, be free. Be free. I'm just so sorry that our people, my people, don't understand that we're no different than the Palestinians. Mm. We're displaced. They've, somebody else has taken over our identity just like they did over there in Israel. We don't know. That we was already here, 
and it is, you know, and and so we don't have anywhere to stand. And even if we did have somewhere to stand, we don't have any way to fight back the kind of power that we have that has developed in the world today. I mean, listen, if if there is not such a thing, and I don't think there is, as divine intervention, like I said, the pot is almost at boil now. Hmm. Nah, almost at boil. <laughs> I don't know. I, I may, I may uh, change that to the pot is already boiling now. Now. You think? Yeah, I think it is. Well, we did it before. And when uh-huh. you think of the other wars and the lies that they told to get the nations into those wars, they didn't intend to go in and go out. They intended to be over there and get bogged down so these defense contractors can make their quote. I put money in quotes because there isn't any such thing as money. Hmm. It's the, the benefit that they have is their henchmen and their functionaries get the benefit of the paper fiat quote currency that they print first so they can turn that negotiable instrument which is a promissory note into an asset because they get much more of them than we do so they can go buy a building a courthouse or build a factory or go finance like george soros brags about spending five billion dollars to overthrow the government of uh ukraine and he's just openly talking about it now what my question is how are these suckers Getting, I mean, how, how are these suckers just walking around, just, I mean, openly bragging about this stuff? Now, I'm, you know, and just, you know, everybody knows what's going on, but it's going to take a military or somebody to, you know, to stand up and do something about it. But that usually doesn't work out too good if you study history, because usually if a military takeover comes, that person will take power for 40 years and then, uh, Ten years after the 40 years is over, they'll start calling you a dictator like they called Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi and all the rest of them that was doing good for the people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in Haiti, what was his name? Uh, Aristide, or what, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You know, so so you know they came to power after coming out of colonial times, and they were basically acting as a monarchy, even though they came to power, uh, you know, as a military uh, takeover from the puppet they had, you know, in before them, and they stay in there, and then the West defines them as um, um, what do you call it, um, dictators. Now I'm not saying they were angelic, okay. But, you know, there's, we have history and evidence to show that they were doing good things for their people. They weren't just willing to continue. You know, people, people understand the world and the life that they're living in a process over time. And I, I don't think one lifetime is enough to understand the world that, that we find ourselves in. Because there's evidence of civilizations in layers under the ground to show this is nothing new. Nothing new. Yeah, Civilizations right. are right. They rise, and then they're collapsed. I don't think they just fall by themselves. I think they're pushed over. How about, what do you think, Eric? I think, yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are pushed over. I agree. Yeah, they're pushed over. So Let's it's see. done deliberately. And, you know, but each no. generation, about 72 years, 
they corrupt the generation coming next and give them a different perspective on life, and then they don't pay any attention to those people. Not that the elders that are coming before them are smart. They were brainwashed, too. It's just they've been around long enough, and they can see some patterns, and they can see, oh, you know. And then the young people now, they don't want to hear. They they got their face in the cell phone, and uh, you know, or something. So you, know, and, you got another and, I'll be quiet. No, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good right now. Hold on, hold on. Somebody just raised their hand. Hold on. Let me bring them in. All, All right. right. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello, Mr. Talk. Hello, Maze. How are you? I'm just fine. That's good. So what do you have for me today? What are you about to boil over for? What? You said you were almost boiling over from what? What are you talking about, Maze? You said you were about to boil over. I'm saying from what? What's making you boil over? Uh, I think it was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Maze. Well, we were talking about uh, the situation all over the world. Okay. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Oh, you need so, my... Uh, can I get my opinion what I think about this situation is over the world? Sure you can. Well... My situation, not somebody else's situation, this way I see it. Now, what happened in Paris? You know when they went to do the shootout with the guys that's supposed to do the bombing of the nightclub. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you see in that picture? Look, art, art. Mm, uh, I don't know which picture you're talking about. The one where they were shooting people, but they went in and shot the people. Talking about the club? The people that did the, sh- did the shooting in the club. When they went to shoot some of them, what was all uh, about the picture? I don't know. I I didn't find anything peculiar. But you what, remember what, the little red house? The little red, red house on the end, at the end of the road. Uh huh. You remember seeing that? The no. The little red house. No, I can't say I do remember seeing the little red house. I'm going to have to now, go back and look. But what about the little red house? Well, see, because I like to use my brain. <laughs> and and well, I was so looking at something like, it's something, it's something odd about the little red house. It was the only little short house on the on the street. Every All the other one was tall building. Next time, go look at it. Anyway, okay. Now, they showed a lot of images of, of them uh, uh, retaliating. So what, when exactly did... Where was this red house? Who who were they? Where were they at? Were they going down the alley or were they? No, this this is when the police went in and, and shot the people that did the nightclub. Remember when they oh. said it was ladies in there and all these people? And then they showed this little red house at the end of the road. Okay, was anybody going into the little red house? Yeah, when they shot up the terrace. Yeah, when they shot up the terrace in the little red house. Hmm. You probably wouldn't notice them, but when you go back and look at it, if if, if they hadn't taken it down, I'm like, this looks like a movie scene, uh, a set from somewhere, because it didn't fit in with the other buildings. It was just a little short red house. The other looked like they were like four stories, and this just like a a one story little house on the end of the street. Okay, so and they kept what, going to this street where you saw all these people. You, they never went down to. The, they just flashed the cameras down to the end of the street, but they was at the at the top of the street talking, and they kept saying, "Down that road is where they shot up the terrorists." And then and when I, what I think, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about 
the things that are happening now, is, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the first time it happened. And it's going to happen again 30 years from now. Some of us will be gone, and some of us might be still here. Every 30 years, they do a change. And then every time there's a new person to come in as president, they make a change with people in other countries and disturbing countries and different stuff like that. And then you got mm-hmm. these addicts on the street that's dying on the street. They got to replace them with somebody, mm-hmm. don't they? Because if it don't, it's going to make them short. So those people that they want to bring into this country, maybe they're going to rebuild placement with their own children. I'm just saying what I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if they are junkies and they can't do no work and can't do nothing, what else is it to do but go get somebody to look like you and put them in their place so work can get done? And so that's why I say I don't let it bother me, and I'm not about to go go haywire over the things that I see and I hear. Mm-hmm. And I'm just uh, not bothering me. It's not bothering you. And you, uh, no. And you, this little red house was down here by the club, huh? No, it wasn't by the club. It's where they found the the, the people that did the killing. Mm. You know when they went and found the the, the uh, they said it was the first woman hostage that they had, and it was a house full of people in there in the little red house. Look it up online. Uh, and, and you'll see where they got the hostage. I mean, not the hostage, but the people that they killed. Some of them from the nightclub. You go look, you'll see the little red house at the end of the street. See, because some things is just a movie, and people are into movies, and they think it's real, and it's not. Are you looking? Your phone's going in and out. A man one. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, there. Oh, yes, they messed with your phone, yeah, I... my phone, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing new to me. <laughs> I don't okay. know what they mess with my phone. It doesn't bother me because they've been doing it for years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so when you go look at that little red house, you'll see what I mean. Can you hear me, Mr. Talk? Yes, I can. In the digital world, we can't trust what we see. Sister, go. They got green, they got green, green screen. Uh-huh. You know, like they put, they found out Anderson Cooper was, uh, they were on CNN, uh, had him someplace where he wasn't, and you could see the green screen. They got sloppy. So yeah, I agree with Mays. You know, a lot of this stuff, like I said. Sandy Hook was not real, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and a whole lot of this stuff is not real. But there are p- people that are dying, um, you know, it's orchestrated. Uh, what the images they show us may not be real. Some of the events are actually happening, and some of them are crisis actors. Yeah, as a matter of fact, after World War II, it was against the law to propagandize the American people, and last year they changed the law. And so, yeah, they're propagandizing us, uh, you know, all kinds of ways. And it's called low-intensity warfare Mm -hmm. in the electromagnetic spectrum. Television, Internet, radio. Yeah, that's all. That's that's what they're doing. And human beings that's walking around talking, too. 
They are part of it too. They don't even have to be part of the internet. What is that of right now? Talking? Is what is that you doing right now? Talking? Said, just like I said, people walking around talking do the same thing the ones do on the TV and the radio and different things. And so that would be us, right? Because we all three talking right now. Is that right? Yes. And we are looking up to the internet and they mess with our phone. You do. You find yourself in this dimension. What else are you supposed to do? Act like you're not here? Stick your head in the sand and then not say anything? That's what they want us to do. No, that's they want not, us that's not, that's so not bad it. that we won't say anything about anything. We'll be afraid to express our opinions. We will run into people who want to use uh, peer pressure, consensus reality, bullying, and everything else so that other people won't feel free to express their perspective. I think everybody's perspective should be expressed. And then we yes. can take what we can and live the best we can. That's like you said. Yes. We're only here for a certain amount of time, and they do change. You said 30 years, and maybe you're right. I said 72. They split the switch and give us a new software program. I don't know how many years, but I know they're switching the, switching the program, so I agree with you on that. I'm done. I'm, I'm, like I'm saying, it's other people's perspective, and then you have your own perspective. And I Absolutely. have mine, you have yours, and Mr. Talk got his. And they all well, that's, that's what I just said, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody has one. Everybody has a right like, to have one. Have, have y'all ever heard of a man called Alex Jones? Who? Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. And that man will run you crazy if you listen to him. And his perspective, <laughs> I'm saying, like all this stuff that he come out with, he don't have no proof. He's just talking and getting money, putting it in his pocket. That's not accurate. He provides documents and has very well documented and vetted guests, doctors, military people. That's not accurate. I'm sorry. I have to respectfully disagree with you, but that's okay. Like you said, we're all in my opinion. Nobody has to worship anybody. Uh See, you know what I think is so sad? People can't take the content of a message. They get caught up on identity politics. That's how you got Obama in the White House. Can I say something? Yeah, I'm almost finished. I was just responding to what you were saying because what Okay. It wasn't true, uh, in my view, in my opinion. That's all. I'm not trying to uh, attack you or you know disrespect uh-huh. you. I just you know happen to spend time from time to time listening to Infowars and checking out his stuff. And he may be a Jesuit trained uh, 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 Mossad worker for all I know, but I don't care about his politics. But you said what he's saying is not true, and that's not yeah. accurate. I'm it's done. Like I said. It's like when the cop. You remember the cop that that shot himself and made it look like three people did it. Yeah. He was there. He was on that, and he didn't know what he was talking about, and he was out there with it, and he was spreading it. Well, I'm not no defense. I'm not no defense for Alex Jones, but I will say this. He's been on the air for almost 20 years, and if you're sitting up here saying that everything he said over 20 years is a lie, all I can do is shake my head. That's it. That's all I can say. Well, some people like oh. Ella Jones, like some people like T.D. Jakes. And some it ain't about liking. See, that's what I'm talking about, identity I'm politics. I'm saying that some people listen to him. I put him that way. They, For me, they, it's they, not about who you like. And that's how we got no, Obama in the White House, because everybody was all stuck to. on how he walked, how he looked, and he was black. And they didn't no. care to any care about what his policies were, and you already said it for yourself. You don't care, so you, evidently you don't check into him either. Thanks for I taking my call, Mr. Stark. It's, it's, it's just like oh, okay. you're saying about the – I don't argue with people okay. about the president. I'm talking about Alex Jones. This man sit here every day, and he's, like, indoctrinating people. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. I and mean, like I'm, I'm just Alex. You know, and I don't agree with everything he says, but some things he says are legit. And let's let's be honest. Even here on Blog Talk Radio, a lot of times we'll talk about something, and 
then we, you know, sometimes we have to come back and say, well, you know, I apologize because it, it wasn't as it seemed. And, you know, correct yourself. But, I mean, let's be honest. We're human, you know, and we're going to make mistakes. Yes, we are. And people uh-huh. indoctrinate you, too. I mean, people uh-huh. indoctrinate you with their with their papers that they pull out. Is it like Glenn Beck? He sit there and he did, looking at him, he sit there and most people that were looking at it thought he was telling the truth about all the presidents, which he told a lie. He didn't even come up with the first president. And then he put his name on his little document he did. Cause these Fox people trip me out. I like to watch them and and, uh, and observe what they're doing. Okay. And then you want right. to hear me? Tell me okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Welcome to the show. Six one two. Who do I have here? Well, uh, my name is Mike, sir. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Mike. How are you? Doing good. That's good. Uh, I just had a question um, on your uh, show page on Blog Talk. I was reading the description and it talked about uh, you posed a question saying. Why are there no terrorist attacks in Israel? Is there a coincidence? Uh, what, what did you mean by that? Why well, has it any um, ISIS or any any other major terrorist attack uh, terrorist group attacked Israel? Why haven't they been attacked? Now there have been uh, there have been attacks around Israel, and Israel have attacked some people. But if you look at um, ISIS, ISIL. Um, uh, Al-Qaeda, and a couple of others, yeah. they have never attacked Israel at all. And the do, you, reason, uh, do you understand Do you understand the history of why that's the case, like why that doesn't happen now? Well, sir, I'm sure you have to es- ed- educate me so good. <laughs> but I'm I, saying because I, the only reason I say that is I find a lot of people these days like to uh-huh. – uh, do, you know, describe Israel in a certain kind of way and make them look like these evil people. Hmm. When I say, if you've been, if you've had constant terrorist attacks in your land the last twenty, thirty years, the way they've had, where it's, you know, buses have been blown up, bus stops blown up, schools have been blown up, people shooting rockets into their cities, and what what they did is, for those who don't know, they they got something called the Iron Dome, where it's this thing you can't quite see it. But it's a it's it's a, it's like a sh- like a defense shield over their major cities, which don't allow the rockets to be able to penetrate. And as far as terrorists getting in, they built this massive wall, and they have probably the most intricate you know uh, check-in system at the border, where it's very difficult for just anyone to just get in the country. Mm-hmm. So that's why, for example, ISIS and them aren't able to penetrate because, unlike America, they've been dealing with this thing far longer. Like Americans, we're just up on this since 9/11. That's when this whole terrorist thing even became an issue. Before 9/11, no one cared. You could go anywhere, do anything. There was hardly any security. Israel's mm-hmm. been having this since the 1970s. So they've been putting in all these, you know, strict systems and things. And this is why people say, "Oh, they're oppressing the Palestinians." Nah, man. If you had the if America had the same situation as they did where you had a bunch of Canadians constantly blasting missiles into your land, sneaking people in, killing people, blowing stuff up, America would have the same type of situation that Canada, they would do the same thing that Israel's doing to, the, to Palestine. But people don't talk about that. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Well, why in the world do they keep blowing up Palestine and the people taking Palestine land and all this stuff and then shooting rockets over there at them? They don't even have a way to fight. Why is somebody not helping them out? Why have China stood up and helped Palestine out? What would Israel be then? Since you okay, say so, what you came out with. Right, that so your, your, question by, huh? your, your question is, on, is based on the assumption that that land no, actually belongs to Palestine. No, my question is not based on assumption. My question is based on that, what I know. That's what I'm saying. So every, everyone says the same thing when they say, oh, they're taking land from Palestine. They but are. you have to remember what 
Let's, let's, let's address this idea of Palestinian yeah, land. This land is only put in because of the, this supposed UN resolution, which the Palestinians claim to agreed with, but they haven't even abided by any of the terms by which they agreed to. Can I ask you a question? Which is the foundation of peace of the land in the first place. Let me ask you this. Who was that first, Israel or Palestine? Well, obviously Israel was. No, there was not. Oh, my God. Palestinians were there first. And and, and Palestine would always be Palestine, whether you know it or not. Okay, let's let's address this first of all. You're talking to the wrong person. Let's, Let's make this clear. The name Palestine, where did the name Palestine come from? Do you know? Where did it come from? You tell me. The Roman Empire named it Palestine when they took over the land back in, you know, the second century BC. And That's where the Israel name Palestine come, came from. When did the Israelis get on get to that land where they sitting on now? Well, then when it comes to the question of do you believe the history of the Bible or not? Do I believe which Bible are you talking about? I'm talking about the history of the Bible that the Israelites were in the land as far back as the sixth century BC that they were established there up until the second century AD. And that the Romans forced like. them out. Because the ones that are sitting on it now is not their property either. We're talking so about Israelite talking about? heritage as a whole. Whose heritage? Mine? No, the Israelites. Excuse me? Those are not the Israelites that are sitting on that property. Those are oh, so the people that Hitler mistreated sitting on that property. No, not all of them. The Russian, you have a lot of Israelites. No, they're not all Russian. That's, are that's they a, Russian that's that's some, there or not? That's not all Russian. You have something no, 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 called uh, because Putin no, cannot this, even Putin don't even take up for them. Okay, so let's let's time out. Let's let's time out here. Let's address this. No, ain't gonna be First no time all, out. You just talking. I, I like when when you're talking. I like you to give me an answer. So which Bible are you talking about? I got a Bible okay, before well, they put them on that land that tells me Palestine was there first. Okay, let's let's. Now, let's so which Bible are you talking about? Internet. What? Well, I, I I don't know about I don't know about your background in studies, but I have a, I have a study. I know you don't. You know Semitic languages, so I study the Greek and Hebrew texts and the manuscripts that go back. For example, I can you. study the Dead Sea Scrolls, and the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, corroborate with the Old Testament Bible we have today. So there's no this idea that there was a different Bible. This not, that's not true. That's something people put out there who don't know the actual information and they've studied it for themselves. You just repeat. I'm saying before they were put on you. that. What year were they put on that land? What borders do they call it? Okay, let's make it clear. The, the Israelites were removed from that land in the 6th century B.C. by the Babylonians. The Babylonians then brought the people that we call the Samaritans and settled them in that. northern Israel. That people were put on oh. that land because of the 57 borders, and that was in 1957. Do you know they were put Yeah, there? that's when they reconquered the it. I know that. was, that's still, because was there before they were put there, so what are you talking about? No, but look, the Palestinians were there when when the Ottoman Turks owned that land. They just allowed the people general people to settle down. To yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a Palestinian country. It was part of the Ottoman Empire. That's a fact. And the reason that the Ottoman Empire lost the land is because they lost the war to the British. So the British so, then were in a situation I don't where they said, I'm finished. You can't give me no answer. No, we're That's talking about I'm historical talking. facts. No, you're you not bringing up this yours. name Palestine when the Ottoman Empire were the owner of the land, not the Palestinians. That's a, that's historical fact. And the Ottomans lost that land after World War II when they lost the war to the British in the Middle East. Yeah. That's a fact. I don't know where you're getting your facts from, but that's a historical fact. Well, okay. so this idea that it belonged to Palestine, like Palestine never even on, existed as a country the, the way you're describing African, it. I said the Russians were on the African land. Okay. And all of the land belonged to Africa anyway. If you look at the map before they broke it up and changed the names to it, you couldn't even pronounce the names that they had before they came in and changed the name to it. <sighs> ma'am, ma'am, so I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Ethiopia, okay? I'm from Eastern Africa. 
I'm from that well, region. And, and what the one thing that always bothers me, and I want the host to hear this, is that when African Americans play this revisionist history with Africa and say all this stuff about Africa without even understanding what's going on there or knowing the history, just because you have some beef with the Europeans, I understand. That I don't have no beef with Europeans. To do you revisionist are history. Like Europeans with some beef to try to indoctrinate me. With no, I'm just saying about. because I'm telling you about the proof uh, it, it bothers me when I hear an African American impose information about my you, actual place's history I'm, I'm tell you as if you're part. Of, you're, you're my not from grandmother East came from Africa. Yeah, what part of you Africa? You get it? What'd you say? What part of Africa? My ancestors came from Africa. I know what part. You know the door yep, of no return, and everything over there belongs to them. They will put off the No, land it's not everything over there. That's, look, so that's what the Europeans no told you. Okay. Don't no, tell the me Europeans no told you that. Look, no, no, the Europeans told that. you that we're all one country. We're not all one people. We have our own cultures, our own identities. We have our own ethnic groups. We're not one homogenous thing. That's not true. So that's why African-Americans, that's why you guys try to claim Egypt. Because if you have some kind of a culture, you don't have any cultural identity with Egypt. You're from you, Western Africa. I have Africa. a cultural identity. No, you don't. I can go to Ghana. You don't have one with Egypt. I can go to Ghana. That's what I'm saying. You can go to uh, West Africa. What you say? Nigeria, Ghana. I can go to the Nigeria. The western part of Africa, that's where, people, that's where your Africa, people come from. What are you talking about? You cannot You're not from all over history. Africa, That's man. your problem. You don't no, try I'm, to erase I'm an African that's myself. You can't, like you, can't, you can't just make up stuff just like because you don't know what you're talking week. about. Let me finish. Okay. All right. Enough. Seems <laughs> like we're going to get way off the point. Way off the point. Okay. Now. So, Mike. And then I'm gonna bring Joe in after I say this. So you're you're saying that Israel has been going through d- different battles, what have you, with um, the Palestinians and other groups. So they built the so-called dome, um, big wall, or what have you. If that's the case, then why are they always crying about what Iran can do to them? Why are they always complaining? Why why are they always uh, purchasing? Military equipment from from the United States. You know why? Okay, is, that's, that's very easy to answer. Just uh, you don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take Israel's word for it. Go and look up the threats that the Iranian leadership has made over the last ten years, both from the Iranian Prime Minister and from the Ayatollah. Both have made claims over and over again they're going to go to war with Israel. They want to blast Israel off the map, and they they've been claiming the minute they get a nuclear weapon, they're going to war. Now. You're gonna. You can say whatever your opinion may be, you, but for the host come and anyone listening, go go look it up for yourself. Don't take my word for it. It's on Iranian television. You can go on YouTube right now and you can watch the video of There's the Iranian of prime minister and the Ayatollah Khomeini coming out saying they want to go to war with Israel, and they've been saying this. And I don't understand why people don't hear this. Because it's we don't want to hear. Not like Iran's not hiding it or like or making some secret plan. They announce it. Every time they have a speech in public, and, what and then they burn those, they burn the Israel flag, and then they burn the American flag when they do it. And I don't understand and why people don't know that. I don't know why you worry about African Americans because they they don't they've been taken from their land where they don't even know where where to. Okay, to I, come I, I don't know where you're at. I'm talking to the host because you're clearly on another planet. I don't know if you're on meds or something, but you're like delusional, man. I'm sorry to tell you the truth. Okay. All right. Uh, let me bring Joe into the conversation. I I understand what you're saying, Mike. I, I do understand that. Uh, but anyway, let me bring Joe in to to the conversation. Welcome to the show, Joe. How you doing? Hey, okay, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Okay, <laughs> so I got a question, Mike. I got a question for you. Okay. Why are we paying Israel two to three billion dollars a year 
for their being our so-called ally. What is it that that Israel has done to make them worthwhile to be our ally for to the tune of two to three billion dollars a year? Okay, well that's, that's pretty simple. Um, when you go back to Israel's founding, uh, a lot of people may not agree with this or even understand this part, but America used to have a much stronger quote unquote Christian heritage than it does now. Now it's a lot more secular. But during the forties and fifties, a lot of people looked at Israel's, you know, being founded as a country again as a biblical thing, as, as something that had to do with God. And so they felt like as the Christians it was their responsibility to sort of help the the Jews, especially with their plight with the Holocaust. So people felt like America should support them. Because America obviously played a huge role in World War II to knock off the Germans, and so they had somewhat of a sympathy for the Israel, and they felt like we need to support them. And then, obviously, the CIA and Mossad developed a really good relationship as far as exchanging intelligence and working together, and sort of dealing with the whole Arab issue with the you know the Saudis and whatnot. And so, they're their partners in sort of maintaining their power in that area for the, all the oil and whatnot. So that's that's kind of the geopolitical and you know, the sort of spiritual reasons. Okay, I can understand the identification and the spiritual end, as you say. But you just mentioned oil, which may be the the linchpin. So what is it about Israel, though, that makes them our ally worth 2 to $3 billion a year? To me, an ally is somebody that helps me out. What is it that they've done? And you've said intelligence, so maybe they've done that. But what is it that they've done concretely that makes it worth 2 to $3 billion a year? Well, I mean, when it comes to, it's not just Israel. I mean, you can throw in Kuwait, and you can throw in the Arab Emirates, and you can throw in Yemen to a degree, and even in the last five years, you can throw in Saudi Arabia, where uh, America has invested quite a lot of money. And well, it has my to do with influence in the region. Too. How come we're giving yeah. them foreign and so aid? the reason that it is, is, yeah. is there's, from a larger geopolitical thing, there's sort of a chess match between America and Russia and China for that region. For example, the reason we're seeing all this tension in Syria is because I Syria can understand the oil to, part and the geopolitical part. Right, that's, that's the big reason. So, right, so but that's I the still point. So America is trying, Israel to, is trying to keep as many allies in the region as possible. And Israel's almost like a – they can use Israel basically as like a watchdog in the area just to have a stronger military presence. They're no different than, for example, today America's got military bases all across the world. In well, they got yeah, we have 101 military bases. But Israel, it works as the same way. And so what it does, you're, you're Israel right. is almost like an extension of America's military presence in the region to sort of reinforce their power in the area. And for those who know, that's why they're fighting so hard in Syria, because the Assad government in Syria is supported by Russia and to a degree China. And so America tried to raise up a rebel force there to overthrow that government to give America more of a control in Syria. Oh, I understand but, the, the long. So that's I what it. I understand the long, uh, the long reach of American imperialism. Yeah. I still want to know why Israel is so important. And you're saying they could be like an extension of us. What is it that yeah. they've done to show that they're an extension of us in the region? Well, I mean, look. Let's let's be real here. For anyone who knows. America is a country that, and I don't know if any of you have been in the military, but when it comes to foreign affairs, America, as much as possible, tries to avoid getting their hands dirty if necessary. And they rather either raise up a rebel force in a country or have a country in the region that they can use to implement as a as a weapon, or so to speak. 
for example, take the Arab Spring, right, when we saw in Libya. No, this when, uh, the, Arab was Spring was, the Arab Spring was almost a false flag because... Uh, I, think I know, it that's my point, Asia. though. It was that yeah. it was supported by America. America well, we, we know, the rebel groups. Yeah, we're, we're kind of aware of point, that. So. Um, with that's my point. So Israel is basically a way of America having a force in the region without technically actually putting an army on the ground. You know, they can mobilize. Well, they can so be our eyes Israel, in, 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 in a yeah. way, but I want to know what is it that they've done. Well, they haven't, they haven't been to the point where they've been absolutely needed in an extent where there's been a major war in the Middle East that America's needed additional support in. But if it ever got to a situation, so if I for example, if Iran, like, saying, you know, Egypt like if Iran, less, for example, um, a military you know, base that belongs to America. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the reason currently. Now, if you go to the past, why they did it initially, it had more to do with sort of helping the Jews after World War II and sort of uh, the fact that the British now took this land from the Ottoman Empire, and there was sort of a question of what to do with it. And yeah, well, the British have had their rise in that particular region around 1945. They've had their rise in Iraq since about then and Iran, et cetera. Yeah. Right. The, the thing is, I don't know what Israel's done. In order for them to be worth two to three million dollars, yeah, I mean, billion dollars. I, mean, I know, like you, you I know Saudi Arabia and the other. But and there's the other. so many countries in the region, not just in there, but even around the world, <laughs> that America okay. gives a lot of money to, and it works like this: when America maintains its imperial power, when a country uh, goes about doing things like having a democracy or implementing foreign the CIA policies or economic policies that benefit America. They try to make what? it an extension of America. I got that, and we have that. Right. And we're That's aware the of the imperialistic, as I said before, we're aware of the imperialistic nature of America. I just want to know what makes Israel worth the 2 to $3 billion a year. We're yeah, giving them because, foreign aid. Clearly, look, 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 sir. Let's just cut the rhetoric and let's You're be still waiting here. for the answer. Okay. America, would not, America would not give them that money if they didn't feel like, from a military standpoint, that it was advantageous to us to do so. So let's what is it that they're I've been doing? in the military. I know in the military they don't play games. They don't play politics. When they you do military financing. Hey, Mike. No, no. Mike, when they do military financing. You don't mind. I don't talk over you. The thing is, I want to know. What is it that makes Israel worth two to three billion dollars? I've already repeated it about four or five times. You yeah, keep I talking about it in general about how they're, how they're being they're, advantageous to us. So let's get down to it. Yeah, said, they're just a military presence and they're own, right. And they're the first of all, they're the only democracy in the whole Middle East. Number one, everything else is an authoritative. You're still talking you know, like an academic. Government. I want to know what is it. I'm just. That I made it clear to you before. Done that they aren't a military in extension. They haven't been necessary to do anything yet because we haven't gotten so to a major less an military confrontation. Policy. They're just a bump no, there, so when we meet them, that's no different than America has with so many other countries. How many, do you know how many countries America gives money to? Do you know? I Off know. We case. give a lot. We also exactly. have the kind of policy where we walk in there uh, pretending that we're their friends, we offer them economic aid, but we're really there to try to build up the infrastructure for our defense contractors. We're aware of that. And so there's what nothing is it wrong with that. That's the thing I want to make. I want to ask you a question here. Your questions imply that America's imperialistic behavior is somehow wrong or bad. When you, sir, living in America, are a direct beneficiary of the military uh, imperialisticness yep. of America. You're benefiting sure. from the the luxury and the standard of life yeah. you have here. Well, we're not really and benefiting. So, what are you it. complaining about? The if, thing if, is, if you don't, I've asked you, you the right like question. I want to direct answer. 
No, you that's my point. It, you're, I understand the motivation the behind your question. I don't give a fuck if you understand the motivation or not. You haven't yeah, answered the question. I already provided you three answers. And you're not going and to. You've given you all general answer. nebulous that's answers again, like an academic. No, I told you. It's a military extension for America. That's a fact. That's why they give them the weapons they And do. in what way and have they, they manifested this military like, extension? In your own words, sir, you said they're an insurance policy. So when needed... They're there for no, no, no. That was period. my question to you. I'm not but sure. But that's what they are. That's what they are. I can't understand that. But I want to know. I don't know what you're trying you. to get at. And my point you is, what is your question a, even I Look, at? I wasn't challenging your other prior statement. You gave a nice history lesson about the Ottoman Empire, et cetera, et cetera. I wanted to find out because nobody's ever given me an answer yet. Not even the Jewish people that I talk to. Why they're worth two to three billion dollars worth of foreign aid a year? Okay, I don't know why they're why they're giving them to that extent of the money, but what I am saying is they're there for a reason as a military insurance policy, and when they're needed, they will be called upon. That's the fact. Well, then you should have said that five fucking minutes ago. I did. I said that, but you didn't accept it. No, you you didn't say that because you had you had you had ulterior motives in your question, and I know because I did with you before. Who want to snipe America? You always want to degrade America in some way or form to justify whatever liberal ideology you have. So how did I tell you I'm living in America? And you benefit. You benefit from the American policies. That's to you, to the man. How did? And how? Okay. Since you're talking about I immigrated here from another country, and I've been around the world. Hold on a sec. How do Americans? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Stop. 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 All right, Mike. You migrated here from another country. From another all right? country. Okay. Now, um, and you say that we benefit from what now? Mm. America's imperialistic ways, the way they dominate the world and force other countries to, to change their foreign policy and economic policies to benefit America, benefits the citizens of this country. Why? Because your standard of living is so much higher than the rest of the world. It's not even close, including Europe. I've been, I've been in Germany, I've been in Italy, I've been in France. Nothing in those countries compare to the standard of living in America. It's not even close. So how That's why you most Americans don't have the perspective to even appreciate of, um, what they have here and the opportunity yeah. here. You, you, don't, you don't know what it's like. You're not even bringing in apples and oranges. You're bringing apples no, and oranges, don't know bananas what about. and grapes. No, I'm comparing the standard of living the here standard to the, of the world and the opportunity that, you have. How has that grown over the years due to the imperialistic intentions of the United States military? And what country of did course, you because from? they can force countries to change their policies to benefit us. That's, a, that's right. obvious. We I mean, went into Iran and we got that. the Shah out. We this went into Saudi Arabia and we interfered with them. We interfered with Chile. Exactly. We interfered with over a dozen countries. True. How does the average American citizen benefit from, let's say, the geopolitical intentions of the United States, the oil that's supposedly trickling back here, when the oil prices have gone up and down, the price at the gas has been steadily going up since prior to Obama getting in there. How has the average American citizen benefited from the imperialistic intentions and out in consequence oh, of the so United obvious. States government. You, could, you have opportunities no. here that do not exist anywhere else in the world, sir. And that's in my home do, country, listen, I'm going to make a point. In my home country, country. I, I, have, I have a lot of people. That okay, my home country is Ethiopia. You're not I'm going to make one point I'm going to go on. I have so many people there that, that have don't PhDs want to answer the question. And, and you no, don't let know what you're talking about. No, no, let me make an answer before you get to the fucking point. Okay, 
I have so many people in my own country that have PhDs and master's degrees in engineering, in sciences, in the medical field that cannot make the same money you make here just because the opportunities so are not available. Over the same rule applies in China, the same rule applies in India, and in Europe. Listen, hold up. This is something the everyone, every American has to notice. Why are there, America, what listen, the, again, why are there me, so like, many people struggling and fighting to get into America, including people that have that have Top-level degrees and mm. top in the field and all industries around the world. Well, so you got top-level degrees and can't get no jobs. Because, so you, because you can make so much more money here. You, you keep can't make more the same mantra Listen. over and over again, but you're not providing proof. Because I I lived it. I, lived, I came this country, I came this country with nothing, lower, lower class, and now I'm in the middle class with a house in the okay, suburbs, okay. two cars, okay, okay. raising my family. You, you cannot do that anywhere else in the world. There's you no know, other country in the world where you, you so much start in the lower class and work their way up. built upon rambling. But it's, it's not, it's not rambling. Right it's because you as Americans, you do not appreciate what you have, man. I ask you a question. What the fuck if does that have to do? If you said this to anyone from anywhere else in the world, they would laugh at you because you, you guys are okay, like spoiled kids that complain. You can't answer the question. Just admit it. No, you can't because answer the it's question. your mentality. Your mentality is still there. Why are you my critical question? of a country where you can do so okay. many things that you cannot do nowhere else? Phony PhD, please appear on the line. Of course, it's phony to you because you don't know where to start. Listen, sir, 75% of the world, 75% of 7 billion people on this planet live off $200 a year in income. While the average American makes $47,000 a year. Why is that? What is it that America's No, no, why is that? Let me ask you, sir. How does the average American make $47,000 a year? 75% of the world only lives off $200 a month. How is that? Let's talk. Can I ask him a question? This is Babylon. Right. What country uh, are you uh, from? And do you uh, have dual citizenship? Wait a minute, Mays. Wait a minute. Everybody just take a break for a moment. Everybody just take a woosaw moment, all right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, there's a lot of chatter going on, but nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. You know why? But nobody want to listen to the other person. Come on, y'all. It's not that hard. Okay, Mike, so what? You know, people live different from what we live here in the United States. So what? I've been all around the world. I've seen how other people live. And? But just because of that, and I have my eyes open up to realize that, uh, there's a whole lot of crookedness going on, and I'm going to speak about it. Does that make me wrong? No. Now, number two, why are we giving Israel so much money? We back to that. With Netanyahu just came over here and, and, get, and set up a contract for $30 million in 2017, the military equipment. When the last time Israel been to war with anybody? They sure wasn't in Iraq. They sure wasn't in the Gulf War. There wasn't any minute the little tiny skirmishes around in between that that I was in. I didn't see any of them. So why are we giving them money, military equipment? Huh? Why? Oh, to build this dome that they have need to protect from Hamas, Hamas or whatever. 
Come on. Listen. Everybody listen. You know, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, I'm opening up your lines but I'll back up. Y'all, y'all talk like you got some sense now. Nah. All right. Can I Go ahead. To talk? Can Go I ahead, man. Michael, Michael Hood don't know nothing. I thought I was talking to him in the beginning. And he's going to tell me about some history, repeating that stuff that he hear on them Republican shows. That's not and that's Hood. What he's here. And that's Michael Hood. That's not Hood. He's born right here in America, in Carolina. That's where he was born at. I'm and not, he ain't fooling nobody. That I'm not, not that Michael. person. I don't know, I don't know where you're that making up Michael this Hood. Michael Hood stuff from. I'm not Michael Hood. Yes, you are. That's not Hood. I'm not. Okay. Okay, it really, it, it really doesn't matter who it is, all right? It doesn't but matter. Well, where was he born at? I mean, what country did he come from? He said Ethiopia. He, oh, he lied. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is, this is sad, Because you can't deal with what I'm talking about, you've got to get into Ethiopia. character assassination. That's the classic technique people do who get caught up in ideology. She said to the she said to the young lady earlier not to get into identity politics, but to take issues one at a time a and investigate things. But then you're doing the very thing <clears throat> that you told her that she was doing wrong. Somebody asked you That's a question. Being you a hypocrite. Out the trees and don't give no answer. I don't expect one. Where you I can't you I can't I can't have a discussion with a delusional person. I'm sorry. Do you have do you have uh, dual citizenship? Of course I do. I've been in the U.S. military and everything. Sure. Yeah. And we both believe that. It doesn't matter if you believe it. Why, why would I, why would I make that, that up? He was born you in Ethiopia and left but very early. You, he can't tell me no places. He can't tell me no places. He can't tell me no places. What, what place do you want to know? Right now, most of my family in Ethiopia lives in Awasa. I have some family in Addis Ababa in the capital. What else do you want to know? The fact that you have family. Do I need to prove to you? Do I need to mail my birth certificate? No, you don't need to mail it. So then what? What does it matter? You said Ethiopia. Were you born in Ethiopia? You're right. I was born in Nigeria. Listen, listen. Why am I here having to prove to you where I'm from, where I was born, and all this? What does that mean? Why do I need to prove that So obviously you think it's somehow important, or don't you? No, what I'm talking about is having perspective of what it's like outside of America, not well, just being yeah, from but the you inside said only. You came. My point is, my point was that it, you don't it does, you don't get any better than what you got right now in America. It doesn't it? it everything else outside of America is downhill. To, That's my point. We've been outside of America. And How do you what's know the rough? Okay. Something could be better. Well, where you came from could be because it is. I've been all over Africa. I've been all over Europe. Yes, Even if you nice. want to compare you Europe, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be comparable to America, and it's not satisfactory. Degree, dude. No, I, okay. I, look, I want to talk to that person that thinks that that can say that the standard of living in any other country is better than America. Who is that person? Let me talk it to him. Where do they go? On, and what's the relevance of that question? If you go work at one of the embassies, you no. Do I'm not talking to you, sir. I'm talking to this delusional let, woman let here that's on med. Well, you, you don't want to talk to me now. No, I mean, she's the one that accuses me of, like, three or four different I'm, things I'm here, so I want to just delu- address this delusion. All right, I'll let you amaze get You're going to enjoy it because you have made some things, you come and back you live the me. life of Riley. So what are you talking about? What? You heard what I said. I didn't hear anything you just said. You, you can go work for the State Department. You can go work for the embassies, and they live the life of Riley in those countries. They have maids, and they have all kinds of oh, things. What, they what wouldn't have in here in America. So what are you talking about? Like you said, you live in a suburb. I'm what talking about for the everyday citizen of any other country in the world. 
They do not have the same standard of living as you do, do in America. That's a fact. And what has that got to do again with my original question about Israel? Well, not with you, with her. Okay. She, she made this ridiculous I'm statement to say that embassies that America has in these other countries, they supposedly yes. have the same standard of living they as here. Of course they, they do, because they're American citizens living. And they enjoy it. I'm talking about people okay. from their Okay, so now we're on there. my second question. How does the United States of America, their military, how do we, as the normal average American citizen, how do we benefit from their octopus tentacles wrapping around different countries? You posing that? Is that a question or was that a statement? That was ex- that was very very expressly um, an interrogative uh, statement, which means it was a question. <laughs> I mean, but okay, let's just go through this. I don't even know how you don't even know that to answer for yourself. The well, fact is, America has a fourteen trillion dollar has a fourteen trillion dollar year income, the volume of it as a whole. And how is that? How, is that how do we we have a fourteen place? trillion dollar a year income? Yes, a year income from uh, economy per year. From that's what our economy size and our volume is based on. You know, sales and everything, all the business that's done in this country equals out to fourteen trillion. Oh, you're talking about the GDP? Yeah. Okay. What about it? Yeah, from a whole. So the point is, it gets to that level because America can create a situation where other countries have to deal with us in a way that benefits us economically. You mean the way that we have something like a $341 billion deficit with China, and that benefits us? Absolutely, because we benefit directly oh, from the so cheap trade with China, so that the goods, China so that the goods, no, no, no. Let's address it. Look, forget the trade deficit. What you need to be well, focused on is the, the price of goods. dollar a year so, income. You're talking yeah. about and how other how can, countries how can our economy continue? So go we ahead benefit because because we get from the the lower price of goods and services through the cheap labor that they're able to get from China. That's why there's the supposed trade deficit, which is irrelevant because America's so never going to pay the back. Kind of, that's, that's the fact. So, oh, all right. So you're measuring our standard of living by the dollar discount store. No, but I'm th- saying is that the American who makes $47,000 a year on, on average, uh-huh. compare that to 75% of the world who lives off of $200 a year a month in income. So nobody's disputing the fact that overseas right. the standard of living is worse than America. You're contributing to the United States military. And I still want I to didn't attribute it to the United States military. I said just in general that's the case uh-uh, no, no, no. Now, the military influences, I'm going to make this. America influences uh, no, other countries' foreign policy and economic policy. Realistic intentions. Yeah, that and the that's American perfectly, I'm cool with benefiting it. From that. The tune you of, of course you are, because America can go to... So America has that. no competition with anyone else. If another country that's not part of You're our quote-unquote allied groups. trade. Okay, so how does that uh, yeah, so go when back it, to So when it comes to that? any country that has resources that we need that's not doing it to us in a way that we feel like is appropriate, we can overthrow the government. Now, we don't have to go to the world That's a given. So yeah, again, I, I'm cool with that because I, 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 I study history and I see how empires in the past have operated, and I appreciate oh, it because boy, I'm benefiting you're and my kids are benefiting from it. Question, you feel like rambling and going around. No, because road, you're saying something like and then she person. says something. So I, when I try to address oh, so her, okay, so that's I'm trying to go to why you don't want to answer my question. I did answer your question. That's I don't understand. The what, is that because there's a standard of living over in um, in France that's worse than ours? That somehow that's contributed to the United States military? How? Absolutely. How do, because how we're able to. I said German, to you, listen, listen. I'm going to make okay, one point. Listen, 
I said because America can influence other countries' foreign policy and economic policies to be beneficial towards us. That only can happen when another country is threatened by your power. If America didn't have the power to do so, they could not influence other countries to do what they're doing. Which is a given, again. If you take a first-year course in political science, you would know that. That's not even a difficult thing to understand. I already said it was a given, which meant I'm agreeing with you on that. So that's it. So what else do you want to know? You're acting like like there's some kind of mysterious thing. Here's the thing. I'm just tired of dealing with you bitter liberals who hate America while you're living in America. If you hate it, just leave. Here's well, you can go to Canada, yeah, obviously. You can go to Mexico. Nom, nom, you can go to Europe. If you don't like it, bro, just go hey. ahead and leave. I don't understand what's going on. Well, I know you don't understand. Your brain is wrapped up in some no, kind because of I don't, I don't philosophy that you well, don't even know yourself. Forget the philosophy. About. I don't understand why you're complaining about a country that you live in, that you can do anything you want. You're on this radio you're speaking evil about America without somebody showing up to your house what with a gun to your head. You don't even appreciate that. That's my point. You're complaining about America's See, imperialistic ways and how they... Listen. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't listen to you because rambling. I've dealt with your types so many times, it's not even funny, man. There are so well, many people who are all over this country. I'm not trying to convince someone like you no. because you're, you're, you're a pessimistic, sad person yeah. that Maze, just hates life. Maze, if you get an answer out of me, you're luckier than I am. I have a question for him. You, you're like Emo from Winnie the Pooh, man. You're just, you're just this glass half empty person that just hates everything. And now you want us to be like you. I want I'm not doing that. You can well, keep you your negativity. You don't have to be like me. Now, so, you can't answer answer so I'm not trying to convince someone like you that will not accept an answer. I gave you four answers to each of your questions. You didn't accept it because it doesn't, it doesn't agree with your ideology. That's your problem. You tell me how much money people make in America. Denmark, they make $21 an hour. Australia, they make $15.81. Germany, they make $11. France, they make twelve thirty-five. In the United States, they make $7.25. So what in the world are you talking about? I'm saying the average American income is $47,000 a year. Uh, you said well, 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 what, is, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, how do you not get that? Yeah, uh, you like they make so much money. Just because you're pulling up the here. minimum wage doesn't mean anything, yes, man. I'm saying here. So you you, 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 you just full I, I cannot talk to you, man, because I'm you're telling, incoherent. Nobody can talk to you. You don't have basic you fundamental understanding of logic. That's the way you do. Okay. Because you don't know how to use logic appropriately, you allow your emotions to sway you. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Can I tell you about their student loans and everything compared to here? Which you that probably doesn't matter. Better. You, you probably yeah, student loans are voluntary. You don't have to take a student loan. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So no, he doesn't. You come to his own ignorance. All right. I, I don't, look, right. I'm tired of you victims, you with your victim mentality. Like, oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm tired of the voice. All right. Let's see. 111, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Oh, it's Kat. This guy, Mike, is just way too smart for you all. I really think Mike should oh, no stop because you could. Okay, that's another one I don't want to hear. All right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Man. <laughs> it's amazing how she says that, that that other guy is too smart for uh, for anybody, but yet he doesn't yes, answer okay. questions. Mm. Yes, Mace. Um, that's okay. I won't even see it. What? Why everybody can't be? Sm- I mean, why everybody got to be smart when it comes to cat? She won't. She, I mean, she could have a conversation if she uh, get rid of her whatever she got inside her brain before she start talking. Because you don't bite people who don't bite Joe, even though we don't agree with him. He you should know, still have a conversation and not call names. You know. Now that man uh, wasn't no business smart than a shoe. 
on, the, on, on the same foot. You know, everybody have their different definitions of what smart is, okay? That's what but, I know. The bottom line is this. I don't care how smart you are. If you can't hold a, hold a conversation or allow someone else to make points, then you'll, <laughs> I don't care how smart you are, you, your point is not going to be made. Um, in the case of Kat, I'm just not trying to hear that nonsense I know about to come out of her mouth right now. My, I'm just, you know what, I'm, hey, Eric. Yeah. What? You know what? Maybe maybe Kat's the one that's paying people to go from uh, – uh, show to show to try to instigate disruption. Hmm. Mm, interesting. But you know what? Being the fair guy that I am, I'm gonna go ahead, Cat. You have the floor. Oh, I I think you all are just lovely people who who deserve you know crowns. You deserve an extra check from the government this month, don't you? Because y'all are so so brilliant. You had. You're so afraid when somebody smart calls up, somebody educated. And, you know, this guy's from Ethiopia. I've talked to him before. He's really smart, and he's respectful of other people. What are you all afraid of? Just say you think you're smart. You think you're smart. I don't. Let her finish, Maze. Let her finish, Maze. Let her finish. Go ahead, Kat. Why is it when I say something, you all get so afraid? I'm losing my voice. I'm getting laryngitis. But why are you afraid of what I say? That's you your normal voice. Me. Don't make an excuse about <laughs> You're losing your voice because of laryngitis. <laughs> what the no, fuck is that? Yo, let her finish. Go uh, ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Just answer my question. Why are you all afraid of this guy and this information he's giving you? He won't give no answers. Why you won't have to be afraid of something when nobody won't answer the question? And why are you so in love with him? What is he saying? She sent Maybe him he over him. here because if she pops up on the show, she's going to... She's going to show her racist ass, and then, okay, and then Eric will, uh, No, leave Kat alone, you know. Let me ask her a question. Dump her ass. She doesn't like it. Guy, I just know this guy from BTR, like any of you. I, why are you thinking that there's some conspiracy between him and me? I don't well, know maybe him. I only heard him on BTR, and he called the show that I used to do with Jermaine. I mean, what are and you said, And I heard him on your show, too. I heard him on that show, that same night that you had him on. And the way he went on with the same rhetoric he just went on with today. Well, why can't you answer the question for him since you think he's so smart? That's, he a, good, that's a good uh, idea, Kat. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the number one reason Israel is so important to the United States. If, if you all will be quiet, let me answer it. Mm-hmm. My dog's barking. I'm sorry, I can't do anything about that. Israel is so important to the United States. Number one is it because it provides us so much intelligence in the Middle East. We couldn't even exist in the Middle East without Israel's intelligence. The number two reason why Israel is so important to the United States: twenty-five percent of all goods sent to the Middle East goes to Israel. All of the exports sent to the Middle East, twenty-five percent of them goes strictly to Israel. The other reason I'm talking about non-military, talking about trade. But the main, I would say, probably the third reason, which probably should be equal to the first reason, is because Israel is the future of any kind of IT. You don't, you all need just to research the um, IT corporations that ha- are based out of Israel. Because, honey, really, honestly, people, the main reason Israel is our ally is because the Jews are so fucking educated and smart. We cannot mm. exist. In that's the not, Middle East, out them. They're the only ones that's smart. I thought it, I thought the uh, is I thought the Iranians was. No, 
Look, look, guys. No, I was they a don't. fan of the military. Let me tell you something. I'm not. I'm not saying this to be hateful or anything. I was in a branch of the military, and I wasn't even allowed to associate with people that weren't doing what I did. In the yeah, military. I know. You were in intelligence. Well, I know. Go ahead. I was. That explains a lot. I can't believe this guy's calling you and telling you stuff that's true. He's not trying to hurt you. It's no emo. There's no emotion behind his voice. He's just trying to educate you a little bit because he's trying to. Okay. I'm going to quit talking now. Thank you, Mr. Talker. Let me talk. I'm hanging Whoa, up. Whoa, don't. don't uh, uh, you got to run because she can't, she, why is she trying to convince us with this guy? He was on her I couch. don't give a fuck if she's sucking his dick. The thing I want to know is where did you get this That's thing about nice. all of uh, all of trade is going, oh. 25% of trade is going to Israel, 25% is going to Israel. So if it's going to Israel, what does that have to do with America? Where, where did she go? Oh, she's gone. Oh, well, all right. Suck the dick. Okay. Mm. Wow. All right. <laughs> you know, it's been one of those shows, y'all. Y'all done y'all y'all zoned me out of here. So but let's go and get the last words in. Maze, you up first. <laughs> As I say, the man is just, just left. He's not educating anybody. He's trying to indoctrinate people. And he don't tell me nothing about my homeland and send him to say he was from there. And I still don't believe it because I heard him on Cat Show before with his rhetoric that he was trying to pull today. Mm. So with that, Mr. Talk, have a good one. You too. Enjoy your turkey. All right, Mike, you have the floor. Your last words. Uh, I just want to say that uh, this idea of things being rhetoric and whatnot and me, you know, whether or not I'm Ethiopian, and all this, I used to be a hardcore liberal, so you know, socialist type individual who was all this pro-black movement and all these things, and an atheist. And I had a change in my worldview when I was 22, and I looked at things and I studied things from the other side and not just demonize people. So the people who were attacking me on the show, I used to think and agree with many of the points they're making, until I studied the other side. When I, my professor said, "Be beware of the sound of one hand clapping." And so if you just only pay attention to your own side and don't study the other side's arguments and weigh the two out, you can get into this position where you can demonize people from the other side. And so what I'm trying to say is if you study history, you study history of politics, you look in you know, the, the different things behind all these things that are happening, the, this is the conclusion that you would make is that the world is better off when things are more conservative, that liberal ideas do not work over the long run, and they never have, and they ultimately destroy countries. So I'm against liberal policies because, first of all, I come from a communist country. I see what happened there, and I see what the liberal policies are doing to America now, and I don't want that to happen because I, I, I love and respect this country because what it's done for me and my family. Now, if you can call me whatever name you want to call me, Republican, all this, it doesn't matter. But I love this country, and I'm grateful for the opportunities I have and for my families and their lives. So with that being said, that's all i got to say. Thank you, and God bless. All right. Thank you, Mike. All right, Joe, you're up. All right. That's all I have to say. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Joe. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't have anything to say, man. It's been a very interesting show. Very interesting conversation, to say the least. Um, you know what? Y'all enjoy Thursday. Enjoy Thursday. 
because there's a lot of you that need to give thanks for a lot of things. Some of it is understanding. You know, um, honestly, I don't see why Thursday is such a big day because we know exactly what happened on that day, and it's not nothing to be celebrating. You should be giving thanks on a daily basis anyway. But go ahead and enjoy your turkey and your cranberry sauce and what have you. I'll be laying on the couch watching football. <laughs> it makes me happy. I ain't got to do all that other stuff. Um, we'll be a show Friday as of now. <laughs> I to make a more permanent decision by Thursday. But just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, make sure you forgive yourself first. But the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. Because you can laugh at yourself, man. Everything else is gravy. All right? So this has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talks, a senior, taking you out of here with Bishop Bowell. Y'all have a good one. I'm out of here. My name is Bishop Bullwagger from the church house, nothing but the truth. Deacon Kyle, Deacon George, Deacon Clay, open the door, let them in, turn them loose. Sister Adam, Sister Ruth, y'all hustle, make sure everybody get a seat. Sister Lily, Mango in the kitchen, when I get through, I need something to eat. Come on, come on. Give me collard greens and cornbread rice, chicken breast, oxtails on the side. Deacon Kim, get my Bentley car ready when I get through some sisters wanna ride. Come on, come on. Sister Devil, Sister Lord's in the choir. Come on, set the church on fire. Yeah. Sister Green, Brother Book, count the money. The church bill's getting kinda high. When y'all count the money, count the money, be sure to tell the church what you raise. All right, all right. We all gonna need a blessing, but now we got to, got to give God some praise. Give it up, give it up. Now there's an old saying. When the praises go up, God bless is coming down. I got people in the church that they still, they still messing around. Yeah. They don't hold all week, smoke good weed, even drink some good old gin. What hey, you got the preaching hollering every Sunday morning. Can I, can I get an amen? Come on, come on. Brother Ronnie, get me two for other six. Night to ice, make sure that it's cold. Make sure it's cold. I got the teeth this morning, gotta try to touch some, somebody's soul. See, this is the church, the way we tell it, where we tell it, just, just like it is. Tell it just like it is. Y'all need to get your life together, Bishop Bull, when the show getting here. I got people in the church talking about they don't like the things that I'm saying. They the dive as Christians in the closet, they one need to be praying. I got nerd to point a finger at me, three finger pointing back at them. Sitting down in the church house, don't even know the words to the hymn. Come on, come on, bro. Y'all talk about me, I know I'm sure gonna talk about you. What's good for the gander ought to be good for the goose, too. Come on, come on, man. Every Sunday morning, about a quarter, about a half past ten. Look out, look out. Got the faggots, got the bull daggers, they got the hoes comes rolling in. They down at the altar, confessing, confessing their sin. Yeah. <laughs> when you see them on Monday night, they doing the same thing again. Deacon Van pulled my grape juice, make sure that it's a double shot. <laughs> Got sisters praying for the mailman, praying, praying for the drop. Fuck you, fuck you.
I got people in the church house. They hugging you, saying they love you to death. By time you get home, they on the telephone and talking about your breath. I ain't gonna preach long. I ain't gonna take the service far. My sermon this morning called Hell to the No No. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.